Welcome to the Love Doctor live stream. This is a entertainment live stream where we'll be answering people's questions about love, sex, and relationships. Due to the nature of no control over the questions, this is considered to be an adults-only podcast. Enjoy. This is a special edition of the Love Doctor live stream called the Polysode episode. It features on the panel Ms. Kinky Karma, Wild Delilah, Cherry Top, Winona J. Fox, Kaya Coco, and of course me, the Love Doctor. The Love Doctor livestream Polisode episode originally aired November 20th in the year 2020. You can check out many back episodes of the Love Doctor livestream with video on YouTube. Link to that is in the description. Hey, we're going live! We're, we're live. I haven't even poured a drink. Hello. I just got ice here. We're going to, we have, uh, we have got people tuning in already. <laughs> Welcome very much to the Polyzone. This is the, the Love Doctor live stream. Special, very special. You can tell how fucking special it is by how many beautiful people are on screen. And plus there's me. Uh, we, we, there's, we're we're, we're going to get through to the introductions and everybody's going to sort of introduce themselves very, very quickly. Uh, I'm just going to pour myself a drink before we, you know what? Let, let's, uh, no, I'm not going to be able to switch quick enough. But where, where, are you, uh, just in general, is everybody excited? Yes. 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 So excited. <laughs> oh, so, so excited. That just sounded so excited, Cherry. Just, uh, I was just, yeah. so excited. It was like no, we had to wake I you up. I have so. no idea how excited. Cannot hide it. <laughs> Cannot hide it. I can because the camera stops here. <laughs> I, I heard that wouldn't be enough. Uh, all right. Let's. <laughs> Let's start out. Uh, let's get to know your panel. Uh, first, let's talk with uh, the amazing or have the most amazing person in the top left. Explain who she is. Hi, I'm Miss Kinky Karma in a polyamorous relationship for the past five years. I've seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then we're going to go uh, to a wild Delilah. We're just going to follow that order all the way around. Do you want to explain who you are while you're here? Yes, I am a burlesque dancer, singer, songwriter, and producer um, from Montreal. And I'm here because I have always been in my relationships, and I'm just not sure if that's the right fit for me. I feel like that's like societal pressure, so I'm here to learn from these amazing panelists and ask some very all right, and here's a Cherry, Cherry Top. Hello, hello. My name is Cherry Top. Uh, full disclosure, I am divorcing at the moment. Don't say that. Don't say it to my ex-husband that I said that on YouTube. Um, but that was a monogamous relationship. And then ever since the separation, I've been exploring more of a polyamorous uh, lifestyle choices. Um, and I've had my share of experiences as well, and I hope I can share with you. Uh, we have our, our resident sex educator, uh, Kaya Coco, is with us as well. Hi, everyone. Um, 
Well, as you can tell, I'm Kaya Coco. <laughs> um, I've been in pretty much every type of relationship, non-monogamous, monogamous, and I do uh, workshops on sex and relationships for high school, CJEP, and university students. So I think I'm a bit qualified, just a bit. <laughs> the fantastic Winona J. Fox. Hi everyone. My name is Winona J. Fox. I have. I'm currently um, si single, polyamorous, single, non-monogamous. I was in a monogamous relationship that ended open, and I have been practicing non-monogamy for the past two years. And I'm also just a big nerd about sex and love and monogamy and non-monogamy. And I'm happy to be here. And don't forget a TikTok star. Yes. Yes, where I talk about polyamory. So it all comes full circle. <laughs> all right. And, and talking about full circle, this is where I'm at. I am the Love Doctor. I do the, the Love Doctor live stream. Uh, when I, I don't know why it says Winona underneath me. I think I can fix that somehow. Uh, there's oh, Somebody's playing with a microphone. Uh, I, there is. How can I say this? Uh, I used to I used to date. That was what I used to do. I used to date multiple people. I told them I was dating multiple people. I didn't have a word for it other than dating. Uh, and then I met somebody uh, and they asked to go monogamous. And I thought, that's what you do. And we married and I stayed monogamous. And uh, it, it just ended sort of in misery and depression. And we got divorced and I started just dating. And I was I learned about the, the world of, of compersion and of polyamory. Dated multiple people. Uh, which was a lot of fucking work, uh, but I was happy and I was in love with everybody. And then uh, just due to different things, I ended up finding myself single again uh, by choice. Uh, and now I'm dating in an open or not dating. I mean, it's a pretty serious open relationship that I'm in, uh, which I'm pretty happy with. And it makes me sort of happy as well. Uh, so this is the Love Doctor live stream, the polyamory edition. Welcome to uh, this wonderful panel, and we are here to take your questions. Uh, there is an anonymous way to get your questions on the screen. Uh, so if you want to talk to us, just go to slido.com. The, the event code is TLD uh, poly, uh, and then you can ask your questions of us. Uh, and Ev Lit is saying, hello, everyone. Hello to the Lush Doctor, because uh, I have my Aww. drinks. That's such a cute nickname. It's a cute nickname with a very yeah. mean kind of aspect to it. But it's it's oh. it's, it's Ev. Ev is. But then it's I'm said friend. with love. What's what's lush then? Because I mean, in my head, lush <laughs> is something like really soft and like nice to like cuddle to and stuff. True. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's sort of is. It's basically. I've been living uh, with the French side of Quebec, so. <laughs> Lush does mean that, but it also also means when it's used to describe a person, uh, means that they are uh, seldom sober. Well, that's that's not oh. false. That's not <laughs> false. <laughs> <laughs> love and support is why I'm here with all of you today. So welcome everybody. If you're watching, make sure at the bottom right, right underneath Cherry Top, you push his little button just underneath. Uh, uh, that is the like button. Let us know that you're here. Type in where you're watching from. Uh, we've got uh, some different kind of, of views, and we have uh, different. Uh, what's the word for it? We have, oh, we have a couple questions. I've come in anonymously already. Uh, so if you do have anonymous questions, you can put them in. Where that? I just gotta find that little flag. There it is. Uh, so that's the the Slido that you can go to uh, to bring it in. I, welcome. We're using Streamyard. We're using Slido. We're presenting it all to you. Uh, does anyone have any stories or questions before among the panel here 
uh, before we go on and do audience questions? I have so many questions. <laughs> go ahead. I have so many answers. Oh my God. I'm definitely with the right people tonight. Um, okay. So I've always been in monogamous relationships. How did you figure out that non-monogamy was for you? Ethical right. non-monogamy, you mean, right? Ethical non-monogamy. Ethical non-monogamy. Can you create, like, can you establish the difference? Yes. Ethical non-monogamy is when everybody knows what's going on. And non-monogamy non period is uh, usually used when not everybody knows what's mm. going on. So um, rule of thumb and a huge red flag is if you ever go into those types of relationships, and the person's like, ah, you know, keep it on the low. Uh, yes, I'm open, but let's not really um, discuss my other relationships without giving you um, a very specific reason or a very clear reason. You should steer clear because it's not ethical. Gotcha. Uh, J JT is uh, say they want a vibe check. They were asking, what are they watching? Uh, this is uh, the the Polysode, which is an episode about uh, love in the modern age. Be it monogamy, poly uh, polyamory, uh, polyamory uh, open relationships, hedonism in general. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and we're answering your questions. If you want to put a question in here or uh, online, uh, you can go to slido.com, hashtag TLD poly. Uh, that's the event code and that will we'll be able to answer your questions uh, anonymously if you use that app. Uh, we also want to say hello to Denis Leger who's tuning in. Bienvenue, Denis. Uh, welcome to the show. He's got that little cute cat picture that everybody loves. Uh, who does anyone else want to add to 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 uh, Miss Kinky Karma's answer? Sure. Well, the question was, um, how did we get into non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy, right? Yeah. Or how did we know yep. it was for us? How did you know? No. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Well. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I knew when I knew back in high school that I was not like the other girls because um, I I didn't see the difference between friendship and love. For me, it was the same. It was the same spectrum. And basically, the, the only difference was well, I get to have sex with one person, but not the other. But I still have strong feelings for them, and I still have strong intimate feelings. And uh, so, yeah, I knew that I was able to develop that with um, pretty much everybody and anyone that I would like. But with, so, with the social norms, it wasn't okay. So it was only um, now, five years later, where I'm able to actually explore that and see that it's better for me. And I feel much more happy being able to be free and doing that. Mm. All right. and wow. Uh, Win Winona, did you have more to add to that? Yeah, I mean, so the reason that I got into ethical non-monogamy is because, like, I was relatively happy as a monogamous person, but I wanted to, you know, explore. I wanted, I was in a closed relationship, and I loved my partner, and I was very happy with my partner, but I also knew that we both, after long periods of discussion, that we both had the capacity to love um, other people and to feel attraction to other people, and slowly but surely, we decided to explore that both within our relationship and outside of our relationship. And when that relationship ended, I realized this is something I want to keep doing, even if I'm not in a serious relationship. I want to actively pursue people who agree with a non-monogamous lifestyle and who practice it safely and positively and do all these things. And even post breakup, that's how I live my life and it makes me very happy. 
And uh, JT has just added that he, he's not going to lie. He was just browsing through Twitch, and he respects whatever we want to do with our relationships, though. So uh, thank you very much for joining in, JT. Give us a little bit of a like, because we need a bit of a, a kick on Twitch. Uh, the, <laughs> the Mighty M1, or the Mighty Moan? The Mighty Mo that might be the Mighty Moan. I'm not sure. Uh, the <laughs> Mighty M1, uh, wh what age is the oldest guy you would date uh, for the women? That's the question that the Mighty M1 has asked uh since uh, winona you're on screen do you want to answer that right now and we'll, we'll get back more to to uh to wild delilah's uh question yes oh my god i'm getting called out right now because i like them old i like them <laughs> old. I, me and kai have talked about this we like old men i actively pursue men in their late 30s um and maybe with a couple more years i'll actively pursue men in my in their early 40s um, oh my god and I, i'm 22 for reference um which if you are like my age and you like older men please analyze that and make sure it's coming from a healthy place and make sure that you're taking care of yourself but the oldest guy that i would date at my current age i'd go for like 45 honestly oh uh, yeah uh, i've aged out uh we're, we're gonna go kaya since you were called out on this we're hiding your face uh. <laughs> yeah i'd say 45 is like a good age for me too um maybe 50 if they're like extraordinary yeah but you know <laughs> i'm the same age as winona <laughs> um yeah thanks for pointing out my daddy issues <laughs> I'm calling my own daddy issues out on this on this chat. The the, the mighty M1 specified uh, for the women, but I think everybody should answer that. Yeah. Uh, who dates men? Uh, Cherry, do you do you want to uh, jump in on that one? Um, uh, I have a, a bit of a rule of thumb. Let me put it that way. Uh, I go for about just about ten years older than myself. Um, I'm 33 at the moment, so. 43-ish. There are exceptions if the connection is right, but I'd say I have a, I keep up at about 10 years difference. All right. And Kinky, you knew this was coming? I like a silver fox, so... Uh, <laughs> we talked about I, this on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't have a, an age limit as long as you're... Uh, as long as it's legal. Yes, exactly. And like in my book, if you're not 18, you cannot give consent to me. Uh, I'm way too powerful then for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have an age limit. <laughs> So, uh, so the mobs press is we actually have the head mobster themselves. Uh, Mob <laughs> boss Joe is on her, and she's saying it's all about the the salt and pepper. It's all about uh, the experience. <laughs> they are, by the way, oh, if, yeah. if anyone's looking for a promotion company, uh, the Mobs Press is a great pr promotion company for performers. They specialize mainly in uh, comedians, but they branched out to music and other performers. So any burlesque performer that's looking for uh, a press agent, uh, the Mobs Press is amazing. Uh, Wild Delilah. Uh, do you have an answer uh, that, yeah. that had popped in? Um, okay, so first I want to address Winona because uh, when they said 38 was like older, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm, in my 30s, so. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm in my 30s, too, girl. <laughs> like 38. I like them old. 38, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's young, 38. 
38. That's not that old. <laughs> it's not even it's not even half a century. It's not even half a century, guys. Relative out there. Um, in terms of dating, you know, when I was in my 20s, I had a big crush on one of my professors who was in his late 40s. Um, he was married though, so it didn't work out. But uh I, I've always had an affinity for older men. I think it's just the maturity, the responsibility. I'm kind of like a wild child, so I kind of like it when a man can just like keep me in line a little bit, you know? And I find that the older ones have, you know, have a better control of me, if that makes sense. Um, so I guess no really age limit, but I am at the age now where I'm thinking maybe settling down or having a family or any of that kind of thing, so. Yeah, it makes it tough, you know, if I was to date somebody who is like in his 50s or 60s and he doesn't want any kids anymore, obviously that makes sense to me, um, but it might not match with where I'm at. So maybe if I end up looking into the poly side of things, I'd be able to branch out a little bit more without so much time constraint. Yep. That's the advantages of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I, I, just because I wasn't asked, but I, I've, I've got control of the, the, the religious. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, I, I have dated. I, I have dated older. I've dated younger. Uh, I, currently, my primary is uh, like just six months difference. So it, oh. it, it all ha it all varies. Now we got a lot of questions coming in that uh, we, we should kind of get to. So that was uh, that was from the mighty one. We may to answer your question. Uh, Evelyn is asking a very serious question. Can a poly relationship last 50, uh, 10, 15 or 20 years? How does how would that dynamic work? Uh, and I'm going to give this to Winona because she's leaning in on this. I could I could tell uh, and I'll, I'll be going to. Oh, I don't have my book handy. I was reading it last night. Was it The Ethical Slut? Because yes. I'm literally just going to talk that book up this whole time. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I should have brought my copy. My copy's around here somewhere. Dang it. Um, oh, my God. I need to, I'm, Okay, after I answer this question, I'm getting my copy. And we're having a book club after this. I need to buy I'm buying book. it on Amazon. Yeah, I'm buying it right now, it now as we speak. Yeah, <laughs> um, Cherry so, Top is the ultimate advertisement for this book. Of course. Yes. I think I'm going to buy I'm, I'm going to ask that book for Christmas, I think. It's going to be on my wish list. Uh, for those of you who don't know, The Ethical Slut is, writ is a book on non-monogamy and polyamory. And it is written by these amazing, uh, wonderful sex therapists, Dossie Easton and Janet W. Hart. Party. And this is their the most recent edition is the third edition. It's very queer friendly, kink friendly. It's also monogamy friendly. If you just want to learn more about this, or you just want to learn a bit more about your relationship with yourself and your sexuality, I recommend very it. Very gender everyone. friendly as well. Yeah, it's a what? Sorry. Very gender, gender friendly. friendly as well. Very gender friendly. Very gender inclusive. Um, it's one of my favorite books. I think anyone who's read that can say that. Um, so yeah, uh, back to the question, can a relationship sustain itself, an open relationship sustain itself for 10, 15 or 20 years? I say absolutely yes, if those people are very much in love and they're both happy, like any relationship. Like the main difference is that, you know, it may be you just, like things change a little differently because your relationships with people change and now you have different romantic relationships with different people, but as long as you are happy and content and you trust your partner and you enjoy your life, just like any other long-term relationship, it can absolutely work. So there you go. There we are. Does anyone have anything to add? She seemed to cover everything. Uh, the, 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 the people who, who write uh, The Ethical Slut, how long has that relationship been? They are the not relationships. In a the, they're the, not in a couple. 
Um, though, uh, sorry, their relationships. Mm-hmm. So they are not. Uh, so they're not in a couple. They both of them, I believe, were married and in monogamous relationships. Both of them have had children um, and have been practicing ethical non-monogamy. I want to say for the past twenty to thirty years. 20 so they're very knowledgeable. Yeah, I've been in a. Re- I'm currently in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, my relationship, my whole relationship, lasted ten years. And for the past five years, we actually opened our couple and we've become an open couple. And then we uh, evolved into uh, a polyamorous couple. And I think what really, really helped us besides love and clear water and and all the jazz that Winona said uh, was communication. And not only about with your partner, but also with yourself and knowing your boundaries and honoring those boundaries. Um, I remember when we first started, we had like a bunch of rules uh, that were implemented because I was very insecure. Um, I had a lot of insecurity and my daddy issues went through my insecurity and my fear of abandonment. And uh, while I was working through it and became this awesome person that I feel that I am today, those boundaries left. However, what's really neat about my partner is that he really took his time to take my time in order for us to advance. So that can definitely happen. And um, it's really important though that you need to work on it because it's work. <laughs> um, it's it's a constant work. And if you feel that it's worth it, then you can last as long as you damn well please. Can I ask a follow-up question for that? Yep, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so you say that you guys were in a relationship for 10 years yep. before you decided to open it up. How did that conversation happen without one person or the other feeling like they just weren't enough for the couple, you know? Um, well, it all, st- <laughs> it all started with a party, um, a New Year's party that we called Fuck the Resolution. Uh, that's how the party was called, a Fuck New Year's Resolution, and it just ended up a huge big orgy with all of our friends and um that's how everything got started my partner knew that i um i am bisexual but i never got to play with um the feminine side of my my sexuality and uh he also knew that i was able to love a lot of people but i i always taught myself and him as well so the discussion started from that and how Yes, we've built stuff together, but there is so much that I can bring him and there is so much that he can bring me and I could be able to evolve so much more if I'm able to have those experiences and he's able to have those experiences and it doesn't Mm -hmm. stop us from being who we are. Um, So that's how the conversation got started. That's how I was able to dwell in my fear of amendment, but also my sense of self. I mean, it's so underrated, but we don't realize how much we identify with our relationships. It's like up to a point I was like, okay, well, if I'm your girlfriend and he's your, she's your girlfriend, then what am I, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, it was actually quite freeing to actually become another level of your own person. We have a couple uh, audience comments that I just want to get through. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of this is referring to uh, how old a man would you date? Uh, <laughs> so j- just to go there, I, I just, uh, Robin uh, Serene is saying no older than 35, so elderly. Uh, thank you, Robin. You that's, just totally that's, ruined it. That's a lie. I can that's... attest that that's a lie. <laughs> baby. Uh, the, the, mighty, the mighty M1 is going, woohoo, Delilah. Uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet Delilah. 
Uh, uh, for uh, the mobs press, mob pause. Joe says the sweet spot is seven years older uh, than herself. And uh, Evelyn is asking uh, a very good question: mm -hmm. Is how does jealousy not creep into the relationship? Oh, it does. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does, <laughs> girls. Everywhere. It does. <laughs> Trust me. On it's this. it's learning how to deal with it, but there, there's also there's also a, a an emotional there are that levels. I never, there are levels. And there there is um, an emotional response called compersion, oh. uh, mm. which I only heard of uh, after uh, getting into like the ethical slut and that's basically if it makes your partner happy then you're happy for them uh, and i think that's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. if they still love you even if they're out with somebody else you still feel their love and you could be happy for the the pleasure that they're feeling yeah uh, and there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all and jealousy yeah, is not that bad Je yeah. jealousy is not it's just a healthy amount of it no one a piece i read about jealousy and polyamory um i like the images is that jealousy is kind of like your red dot that's like you know the red light that's like hey something's wrong mm. that's what jealousy is so if you could see it from this way like okay well i'm feeling jealousy something is wrong what is going on is it the situation Wh what's in the situation that makes me jealous is it because i'm insecure or whatnot it helps you see what's going on and jealousy i mean it happens with everything and anyone it doesn't need you don't need to be a non-monogamous relationship to feel jealousy i mean i sometimes i'm jealous of my bro my boyfriend's computer <laughs> you know yeah. so you, you were gonna go do do horrible things to his computer and friends the other night after <laughs> after the yeah. show <laughs> you know so it's 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 a red light and if you see it as a red light you understand that it's it's good. What you do because of that, that's questionable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem really becomes when jealousy turns, one of my ways of saying it is when jealousy becomes possessiveness yeah. and obsession. Yeah. When you get to a point where you're telling your one of your part, your partner or one of your partners, you're not allowed to do this because I don't like it. You're not allowed to have this friend. You're not allowed to go to that party because I don't want you because I don't allow you. Mm -hmm. Like mm. somebody else is supposed to allow you to do anything. That's possessiveness. We're done. <laughs> Kaya, did you have something to add? Because you, you, you look like you had uh, that look on your face that I've got something to say. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's okay. That's gonna sound uh, and super actually, Evelyn is saying, What does the literature say, Akaya? <laughs> Thank you, Evelyn. Um, so I don't have specific literature about this, but I definitely believe that jealousy often does come from a place of insecurity, yeah. and it's also because we we attach these ideas about what our partner's partner might be like. So a lot of times, we'll be like, Oh they're probably like seeing a supermodel right now. Like, nah, 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 nah. and I put these ideas and then you actually meet the person. You're like, oh, they're like a normal person just like me. So I think a lot of um, not knowing and a lot of insecurity triggers this. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, 
please don't call me a liar. But in my open relationship of two years, I actually didn't experience jealousy in that way. That is valid. That That's cool. That's okay. That's totally valid. I mean, it's like, should I feel it? No. Uh, I didn't. No. It's not <laughs> like you have I mean, to feel I, it. Exactly. Like in one of the. You ex must. It's like one in <laughs> yeah, my ex one in my extra relationship that I currently have with one of my lovers. I I felt envious, but never mm. jealousy. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, there was a lot of jealousy on the other end, but for me, there wasn't because I think the way that we should see it, I mean, this might sound a bit um, egotistical, but it's just a kind of false reassurance. You have to say, there's no one as sensual as me. There's no one as good in bed as me. There's no one as fulfilling as me. So anybody, I mean, You'll if never get better than me anyway. If he's too <laughs> stupid to see it, then it's not your problem, girl. But it's that <laughs> thing in polyamory, like you kind of have to see, like you, you kind of have to have a high opinion of yourself, not to the point where you're like yeah. obsessed with yourself and you don't care about hurting other people and you're like, oh, mm. I'm always right and they're never right. But you know, like polyamory, there's a lot of room for rejection. There's a lot of room to get hurt yeah. and you need to be okay with yourself and you need to look at that rejection and be like you know what i'm still me and i'm still hot and i'm still cool yes. and i am deserving of love regardless of whether i'm in a long-term relationship or fucking multiple people or open or monogamous hmm. like that's a huge part of it so it's really good yeah. that you brought that up and this is the yeah. thing that i always say to strictly monogamous people i tell them being strictly monogamous is not going to guarantee that your partner is not going to leave you for someone else. Exactly. At the end of the so day, true. you have to be happy with the way that you look. Thank you. <laughs> the way that you feel about yourself. <laughs> all that. Because you need to be ready at any point for someone to leave you. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not necessarily because of you. Unless you're a fucking asshole. But, you know. <laughs> it, it, it comes back to, to relationships being work. It's You need yeah. to work on them. Yes. Uh, and well, that's, that doesn't matter if it's monogamous or polyamorous. Now, the, the thing is, too, that the, back way back to, to Wild Delilah's original question about whether or not uh, should I be looking at polyamory. So it's if some people are comfortable and monogamy works for them, uh, and if that's the case, then that that's okay, uh, and that that's in itself is a good thing. If you are happy and you are happy with your partners, then that's okay. Uh, when it comes to polyamory, uh, there's not just polyamory or monogamy. There's a whole spectrum of things. Mm -hmm. There's open relationships where where you may have like an emotional monogamy, where you have also uh, like, but you you're not physically locked to just one person. Uh, there's many different aspects that you can look at. There, there's complete hedonism as well, where the only person you truly love is yourself. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. you fuck everyone. No, it's uh, a. <laughs> that sounds it's not, cool. Yeah. It's exactly. It's 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 a kind of a mirror. Though I always kind of picture those people being the ones that like stare at themselves in the mirror while they're having sex with other people. Well, some some are called solo poly. So basically, there are people. Yeah, those are the people that don't necessarily want to have any um, committed relationship with anybody, but they would love to have other relationship with other people. So mm -hmm. those are usually called solo poly. And that's the only thing I really find sad is that it's not because you don't want to have a committed relationship as the normal social norm that it's not as important. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. add to that as well, because I'm currently kind of in a solo poly moment because I'm single, but I am pursuing people in open relationships. Um, we're in lockdown right now, so we're not, I'm not like full disclaimer, oh, wow. I'm not like physically pursuing anyone, just like emotionally. Um, and I really like it. And 
I don't know if I'm necess- that's going to change like as I get older and as my goals in life change. Um, but I do think in all aspects, there is sometimes this pressure, even in, in non-monogamy to be like, you got to find your primary and you yes. got to find like your one partner and then you can have the icing on the cake. And it's like, sometimes you just want the icing on the cake. And yeah. I, I personally see nothing wrong with that. If you don't yeah. want to be in open relationships and like pursue people in open relationships, just because mm-hmm. it's fun for you and you like being alone and like having a partner doesn't suit your lifestyle that is totally fine if that's your cup of tea if that's your icing on the cake go get it as long think, as you know and sometimes you want three cakes or four yeah. cakes or five yes. cakes or the only you know, the, a whole bakery right, the only piece of advice how heavy i am at this <laughs> <Yeah>. point uh. <laughs> but the only piece of advice and that's come from the girl that's completely ptsd about some of the bad stuff that happened is that Fair. always be aware of the power dynamics that comes with it um, as as much, and that goes for solo poly, but also goes as um, extra conjugal relationship. There is going to be a power dynamic that's there. You need to recognize it, and you need to be okay with it. As 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 soon as you're not okay with it, get the fuck out. <laughs> because um, unfortunately, it's the type of things that can actually ruin um your experience when it comes to polyamory or non-monogamous relationships and it also unfortunately blocks you from seeing and pursuing other things and seeing that there are other sides to it um so that's my biggest word of advice because uh unfortunately especially for bisexual women uh there is something that is called unicorn hunters and those are the biggest red flag i can give you I hate, I hate them too. And um, that's how my old, my last extra relationships ended is because um, it was sort of starting to become that and the power dynamics were, were, not, were not great. Um, for those who doesn't know what a unicorn hunter is, it's basically a couple. So a man and a woman, uh, usually both of them, the, the girl is usually bisexual and uh, they want to have a third person usually a girl <laughs> in order for them to complete their their couple so it's going to be a throuple the problem oh. is is that the girl needs to be as much as into the guy as into the girl so she has to be bisexual and it's problematic in so many ways and it can put you in best case scenario it gives you a shitty it can give you a shitty relationship but in worst case scenario it could be downright dangerous so always be mindful of those situations especially when you're a solo poly Mm-hmm. Yeah, and watch out for people on dating apps who are looking for a third because they're 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 scary. That is the mating call of the hunters. I'm looking for a third. Looking for a third. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, throuples are fun. I had I was in a throuple, but if you want to have a throuple, don't expect the person to be into both of them at the same time. It's just not gonna happen. And if it does, I mean, she's a fucking unicorn, and unicorn doesn't don't exist. <laughs> Hence, unicorn hunters. Uh, I, again, I. Uh, sorry anytime there's a three three way everybody has to be interested in everybody else equally yes. hmm. uh or if only one person is interested in only, only one of the other people that one other person better be a damn good multitasker uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're talking beyond oprah now i in my experience my experience officially being polyamorous i was dating three different people uh, who had no real interaction with each other. I went into each relationship being very open uh, about it. Uh, uh, only one of the people actually had experience with polyamory. 
before. Uh, but uh, two of the people expressed to me that they considered me to be their primary. Uh, and I never really said which was a primary, which meant I put a, a equal work into each relationship, mm. which is a lot of fucking work. Uh, that's an honor. That's an relationship, actually. That's an honor. She, it's a relation anarchic. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> anarchy is the term for it. I don't know how you yeah. describe it. All right. Basically, anarchy is when everybody's equal and you have uh, the relation hierarchic, where like, there's, a, there's a, a rank to the relationship yeah. that you have. Hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Again, French. So. <laughs> but even the word in, in, in English is confusing. I also can't yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, question. Uh, all right. Oh, sorry. Go. Um, just based off of what you just said, that two of them found that you were their primary, but of course both of them can't be your primary. Does that create an imbalance in the relationship then? Uh, it 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 did. It well, I I did my best to 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 treat everybody equally, and I never declared a primary. Uh, I just did my best to 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 love each person equally, uh, and it, uh, part of the problem came in when when one of them got very possessive. Uh, uh, mm. and that was in itself, that, that was the big flag. They, they sort of, yeah. I, it was almost like they were, were tracking a calendar of how much time I was spending mm. with the others to, to the point that I wasn't allowed to have free time to myself. And that ended that part of the, that, the, the, the dating. And I was down to dating too, uh, for a while. Possessiveness mm. is always unhealthy yeah. regard, like yeah. platonic, romantic, sexual, mm. monogamous, open, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're and possessive beside, of your partner, you have, you have a lot of self-reflection that you need to be doing in order to stop doing that. Yeah. I, but, I, 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 even yeah. though I was open going in and, and, and I discussed about the fact that I was, I was not monogamous, uh, I think they only agreed to be in a relationship with me because they wanted to be in a relationship with me at whatever cost. Like mm -hmm. they thought they could deal, and then when they couldn't, they were angry at me. Yeah, and I feel like open relationships have a bad rep because of that. Like a lot of the people that I've spoken to who have been in mono relationships their whole lives are just like, well, there's all of this, you know, there's there's all of these issues that could arise and all of this stuff that seems so big, but it's not like mono relationships are perfect either, right? But they're just not exploring them the same way. No. It's just it, another it, fact of sorry. No, no, it, well, it, it's the thing is, it's where communication is key. When you have the difficulty, you need to talk it out. It's okay for somebody to. No one should feel forced to be polyamorous, uh, mm -hmm. because if it, it if it works for them, it works for them. If it doesn't work for them, and they've tried communicating with their partners why it doesn't work with them, then that is okay. Uh, and I mean, my current relationship does isn't entirely perfect. Uh, but we're in love and we are communicating. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, not a, a, it's not a closed relationship, uh, but it's not what you would call polyamory either. Mm -hmm. And like just generally... Right, but I mean say, a lot of... Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, general people okay. say like don't date... Like if you are monogamous and you start dating a polyamorous person, don't go into that relationship expecting that they're suddenly going to be monogamous for you. Vice versa yeah. for poly people pursuing mm -hmm. monogamous people. If they don't want to be polyamorous, don't expect them to become polyamorous just because you're dating them. Respect yep. each other's boundaries, and if your boundaries don't match up, 
it's not meant to be. Move on you, with your life. You're lives. potentially Indeed. setting yourself up to hurt them and hurt mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Or getting yourself hurt. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. I feel like there's so sure, much stigma sure. around open relationships that like the people who are in mono relationships won't even give it a chance or even try to explore or learn about it. And I think that that's the biggest issue. It's like, you know, we're not saying that everybody has to be one way or, or another or that one is better than another. But the important thing is that we are open-minded enough that we can communicate about these things and learn about them and figure out, is this actually for me? Or am I just setting myself up to live a lifestyle that society deems appropriate. Hmm. And, and it's about it's a lot about what is also shown. I mean, if you look at any stupid rom-com, it's always a love triangle. And like most of the time I'm like, if you guys were polyamorous or just open to non-monogamous relationships, it would solve the movie. I and- know. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I'm in a love triangle, take I'm that. just like, just all of you fuck each other. Just take yeah. off your clothes and go to town. I think I think been solved so fast. I think the only uh, rom com that I really really like, and unfortunately, it's a problematic rom com because of the. I think it's the producer. It's uh, Julia Maria Julia Barcelona. <laughs> no, Vic, it's a Vicky Christina Barcelona. Vicky Christina. I knew exactly. you were gonna say that. I knew it's because it's the only open relation movie with an open relationship, or one of the only ones that exactly where where actually everything is out in the open and every uh, all the boundaries are clear for everyone. And once it wasn't okay for one of them, she was able to leave, and there was no hard feelings. They weren't any like dude coming in like at the window at like midnight with like a high speaker saying "I love you," you know. So it's just very <laughs> problematic because um the the producer is yeah, Woody Allen. yeah. yeah. um oh. <laughs> but yeah i think that's one of the best movies that i would recommend for someone to see or the movie about the guy that invented superman yes oh my god um yeah the wonder woman. And the wonder woman um, yeah. is a, is wonder woman not movie. superman yeah. yeah she yeah he created wonder woman he was married and they had a mutual girlfriend and when he died, those two women were in a relationship until they died, and they raised their children. Um, that is an actual real-life story mm-hmm. of polyamory that is that doesn't get nearly as much love as it should. Um, the movie was directed like was directed by a queer woman of color as well. So if that's something that's important to you in the film industry, please go watch it. It's incredible. Um, and yeah, uh, what's the movie called? And that, that... Uh, William Marston and the Wonder Women. And that, that goes uh, back to Ev Litt's question about can it last 15, 10, 15 or 20 years. Uh, now, uh, Cherry, you, you look like you were trying to say something uh, and then you got quiet. So I want to give you the spotlight. What, what was it that you needed to add to that conversation? No, they were literally saying everything that I wanted to say. That's why I'm like, ah, ah. no, she said it. Sorry. <laughs> no, she Sorry. said it. No, it's okay. Not it's excited. Okay. Yeah, it's excited okay. By, by I think for everybody watching on the other side, um, one of the things that we kind of talked about on the on the backstage was that this is called the polyzode, but there is no right or wrong. Monogamy isn't better than polyamory. Polyamory isn't better than monogamy. It it really is what works for you, for everybody out there in at home watching. It really is what works for you, what you want to make work for you, what works with for your partner or partners, plural. Mm-hmm. So don't take this as we're saying the yeah. monogamy is down here and everybody should try polyamory. No. Yeah, no. What works for you? Um, going back to the comment that kind of started 
all of this when the love doctor said a couple of weeks ago that he believes that people are wired to be uh, on monogamous relationships and things like that. <laughs> no. no, you, you, you uh, don't. All right. <laughs> I, I know it because personally, I feel. I disagree. You, you, you disagree. Uh, I, I just I feel that there's a lot of societal pressure to be monogamous, but that doesn't work for yes. everybody. Uh, yes. And so people can find themselves through polyamory or through open relationships in a way that they can't if they're trying to be forced into a box they don't fit into, which is monogamy. Uh, we got two, we got three, four hands are up right now among the other panelists. Who <laughs> wants to, to, to go? Uh, all right. Delilah, I think, or the Kaya. Delilah, all right. Oh, go Kaya. No, I haven't heard from Kaya in a while. Yeah. Oh. You've got the big window. Well, I just want to say, Paul, you already know my stance on this. I'm I'm one class away from officially being a sociologist. <laughs> the whole idea that, yeah, so <laughs> I hate myself. So the whole idea that... <laughs> The whole idea that monogamy and polyamory, like, that they're innate somehow, that idea doesn't, I don't really adhere to it. I really think that um, things can change as you get older. I mean, I used to consider myself more non-monogamous, and now I'm, I'm leaning a bit more towards monogamy, not completely strictly monogamous, but... I mean, like, there's certain factors I'll influence that. And it's really important to note as well that monogamy is, like, I mean, polyamory is not a new thing. It's not, like, a, no. a new no. trend. This nope. has existed since the beginning of, like, humanity, which I think is something that people tend to forget. It so, didn't it arguably exist before monogamy or before this is, like, definitely before the societal standard of monogamy that we hold today. It's called mm -hmm. procreation. Monogamy, actually, monogamy happened with Christianism. Yeah, Christianity. <laughs> yeah, it's because of Christianity. That's the only reason why that happened. It's like some colonizer shit, you know? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was actually, it, we are, it, it's more of a guy that didn't want to take care of his kids, basically. That's, <laughs> no, but that's the, that's the reason why monogamy I I, is I, there. I don't, I don't think we need to, to hate on monogamy that no, much. No, but I mean, uh, I'm not hating it, but the no. reason why monogamy is such pre is predominant is when we became settlers uh, and the notion of heritage came down, mm. the, the male who usually had the most wealth wanted to make sure that it was his own seed that had his wealth. So mm -hmm. if you know that so, the person with whom you're procreating is only procreating with you, with then you. you know that it's your seed. So you know that what you're giving out is for them. And that's how monogamy came to be. Yes, yeah, so that, that predates man. Christianity as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, but yeah, it's a settler thing. Uh, the concept of true love is also like a very recent thing in monogamy. I think in the past, like only 200 to 300 years, if that. No, um, Romantic love is is definitely a construct. Yeah, it's a construct. Like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in romantic love. When people are like, I want to find the person and I want to be in love with them forever, I'm like, yes, you go, girl. You know what you want. Like, go find that one person that you want to be with. Yeah, but I you have, know what? Even yeah. if it's constructed, it doesn't mean that it's not legitimate. It, oh, I mean, yeah. life is it's like, like it's, it's, Life is in construct. Everything yeah, it's like it's not natural. It's not natural, but it's not known natural. It's like yeah, nothing it's really. It's is a choice. Natural. It's true. It's a choice, yeah. and if it works for you, it works. For you. 
Oh, <laughs> Lily agrees. Oh, oh, there we are. There we go. Talking about a construct. There, there is a, a furry construct by the name of Lily. <laughs> I think we just won the internet. She's like, no, I'm a biological essentialist. Fuck all you social <laughs> and your fucking theory. Is she wearing a sweater? Drink to her. She's wearing a sweater. Oh my and god! It has skulls and crossbones on it because she's terrifying. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, somebody realized they were not getting all the attention. Uh, but all right, yeah, so I you think had something. The thing is, what I, I like about this discussion is the fact is. Uh, we we don't all agree, but we are civil. Now, uh, Delilah, you had another question. I'm going to pour a drink. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I have a million questions. I was going to respond, though, to um, Cherry Top, uh, just about the comment about normality, or I forget exactly the word that you used. But um, I think the whole nature versus nurture debate really comes into play here when we're trying to see what influences us um, socially versus what influences us biologically. And I think monogamy is actually against biology, right? When we look at species yes. that are just trying to spread their seed, we don't see other species really restraining themselves because they're like, oh, well, no, you know, I need to only have one cat, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Finally, not a cat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> cats are great. Shut up. Yeah, yeah I do love cats that, too. That is what. Sorry, were you done your point? You had more. Yeah. You're good. That was no, no. kind of the the that was kind of the reason why when uh, the love doctor said that I kind of disagreed because if you think about just we're animals, we're human beings, but we're animals. We're part of the animal kingdom, and as animals, our kind of our purpose in life is to eat, shit, sleep, and procreate. And as far as mm -hmm. procreation goes, relationships don't really exist. We just, we're meant to have sex with another counterpart in order to continue the species. And that's why monogamy yeah. per se, it's not a natural thing. It's a concept, it was constructed, and it works for some people. And because of marriage contracts, they keep to those. Which is a legal but, thing, yes. Which is a legal thing. Everybody, repeat with me. Marriage is a contract. It's a business marriage. contract. Marriage is Everything a contract. is contract. It's a business contract. Every Funny every relationship is a contract. Is a I'm contract. Sorry. But that every one but that one <laughs> but that one is a business contract. And you can fight me all you want on that one. Oh I I, I give you <laughs> that point. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm saying just anyone in general. Yeah. I think um, the hardest the hardest contract to break is not marriage is actually mortgage <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the the mighty m1 is saying that that gene simmons said that marriage is a woman's game uh which is problematic in its own and everyone oh, yeah. is saying uh so you can be religious and poly uh they seem diametrically opposed i don't know being a good person and being poly is definitely not diametrically opposed i mean in the voodoo in the haitian voodoo uh religion there is this loa called erzuli and she has three husbands and they yeah. all know each other and they all know what's going on so yeah, yeah you could definitely and, uh, be religious and, <laughs> and uh, in african african cult as well uh, mm -hmm. which i believe uh, haitian voodoo kind of comes from there's also yeah. shango there's also shango who has three wives and they all live in a castle and they're rich and powerful and dominate the world yeah i mean yeah even some of the mm -hmm. hebraic 
religions are not monogamous. <gasps> yeah. No, there are I mean, some that are polyandry, right? So polyandry yeah. where the woman has multiple yeah. husbands. A lot of it is for, you know, the purposes <gasps> of having dowry and things like that. My favorite oh, I'm story. Learning, I'm learning so much. I didn't know about all these like polyamorous like religion and like you had, you in the in the in the history in the Hindu uh, religion there is a story about Draupadi and it's one of my favorite stories. Uh, I'm really sorry if I massacre it, but I will try to be brief. Basically, Draupadi is this uh, Indian woman that prayed to Shiva, and she's like, "Well, I would like to have a husband that is kind, that is strong, that is righteous, that is good, and that is pretty." Shiva accepted <laughs> her offering. I know where this and is going. <laughs> she ended up marrying five brothers. <laughs> yes, I love this. Because no one person can ever have all of those traits, right? This is what I'm exactly. finding anyway. <laughs> exactly. And also what's really nice is that what happened is that later on she had um, she had a ceremony where the best, it's a, a huge contest, and she's like, the winner of the challenge that I'm giving you is going to be my husband, so get good, guys. And Arjun won. And he went to his mom and he's like, mom, look, I, I want something. And her mom, without even looking what's going on, he, she's like, what well, you win, you must share. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> wow. So that's how they got married. But yeah, but I mean, it's, and Vishnu also, he is a, a very, very important deity who has a lot of wives and and everybody knows that he's he's in a very non-monogamous relationship. I mean, his wife is um, his one, but when you look and hear a lot about him, he's with someone else, you know, who's not his wife. Uh, and same with Zeus. Uh, no, Zeus, Zeus is, not is no, 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 no. He's, he's not Vishnu? ethically. No, he's not yeah. ethically exactly uh, non-monogamous. <laughs> but the, that's uh, we're talking about uh, the desires. Uh, yeah. to, to, to move yeah. on I, and now th this is now i, I want to we, we you've you've presented why i'm wrong if i can just kind of do my counter argument slightly sorry yes or, okay <laughs> yes kaya i'm gonna do it i'm gonna mention it now the thing is uh i don't think any of us have a problem with the idea uh that orientation is hardwired does anyone have a problem with that as in, as in sexual orient sexual orientation, orientation. Like Art it's not a choice. In the sense, yeah, like it's not a choice, right? It's not a choice. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, a choice. Yeah. Now, I, now, right. Are, right. Uh, now, according yeah. to the Kinsey report, it, it says that uh, uh, only 10% of all people, which is probably, it's an early study, so there may be an update. So 10% of all people are born gay. But only, I believe that that means there's a balance. Only 10% of all people are born straight. Everybody else is somewhere on a sliding scale. When I, I say that some people are hardwired to be monogamous, I, I'm saying it's sort of along the same lines. It may be only 10 or 5% are all wired to be happy only with the proper endorphin rush from being in a monogamous relationship. Uh, and everyone else, you know, not everyone else is automatically fully on poly, but there's somewhere on a scale that makes them happy. Hmm. Uh, and that, that's why I say uh, I, I presented the argument that I did that, that sort hmm. of inspired this show, yeah. this yeah. episode. I believe what while Delilah said that it 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 plays into you're either it whatever it is a monogamous polyamory by nature or by nurture like you're either kind of born able to love more than one person or uh, or you're able more able to just 
share your life with just the one person. But that can also uh, change as you grow older, as you as you grow up. Exactly. I'm and that's why I'm saying that? it's more of a, a, a scale. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying that it was nature that was uh, influencing it. I was saying like it's it's a debate between nature and nurture where the, the nurture yeah. side is societal norms and pressures that are saying, oh, you're supposed to be one way versus another, which is influencing a lot of people's decisions. But okay. it's not nature that is dictating that we should be one way or another. Um, we're not born yeah, no. this way. This is, I mean, that we're learning over the course of our lives that one way is better. And so we lean more um, predominantly towards one side than another, monogamy being the norm. Yeah. Um, but that uh, when we are able to take ourselves out of the situation for a second, remove our ego and all of that stuff, um, and really look at it from a high-level overview, naturally speaking, monogamy goes against our um, standard biological functions. To be like yeah. completely fair, if I were to like add to that, I find that me wanting to be more monogamous now has more to do with practical reasons than like my <laughs> desires. It's not even like and pressure. It's more like oh, like I can't really Expensive. deal with more than one person. I can't even mm -hmm. deal with myself. So for practicality, I'm gonna be mono more monogamous. But I mean intuitively i'd probably just like be like fucking around like all the time but i'm kind of like eh. for me personally my mental health might suffer a bit if i do that all the time but so also that's a add to that. thing, but that's the thing though we it's we need to also understand that being polyamorous doesn't necessarily mean that you have sex i mean one of the relationships that yes. i had we never had sex yeah. and it was a very it was a sexually very platonic relationship but it, we still loved each other and i mean she still introduced me as her girlfriend yeah, I could fuck around, but I mean, so, like, even being emotionally invested invested. with other people, for me, like, at the moment, at least, like, it's not something I have the capacity to do, but, like, once again, it's like I would like to, but, mm -hmm. for, like, like I said, I'm gearing towards monogamy a bit more for practicality at the moment. Mm -hmm. Just to like say it, it's not something that's like. All right, somebody has just kicked the hornet's nest. I want to point this out. Uh, <laughs> the mighty, uh, the mighty M one is saying monogamy has a lot to do with raising a child. Uh, I but disagree. The, the example oh. of the the, the the creator of uh, of Wonder Woman has kind of proven that like uh, his his widow and his girlfriend both raised their child. Uh, monogamy is uh, is I think in that construct is a, a, a false construct to say that is the only way yeah. to raise a child. You'd be surprised. Of how many you'd be surprised of how many polyamorous couple are actually raising kids together. Raising I mean, kids. one yeah. of my, one of my greatest friends, um, his, with his wife and he actually, her, his girlfriend actually moved in. So the kids know mommy and they also know daddy's, daddy's, uh, daddy's girlfriend. And it's like stepmom, you know, so and they they are so happy because they're like i don't we don't only only have two attention we have the attention of three people yay and <laughs> so. most serial killers have been raised by monogamous parents yeah <laughs> just saying so it's it's not necessarily a healthy thing to be raising a child children in, in a, uh, by a, a monogamous couple uh so there's a lot of dysfunctional people being raised by what always makes me laugh when people say, like, you have to be monogamous to raise children. I'm like, you guys know that divorce exists, right? And, like, just, like, parents are separated and they date other people 
And often, like, some children grow up with, like, one parental figure or three parental figures or, like, grandparental figures. Like, it's not just a mommy and a daddy that can be Mm -hmm. parents. It takes a village to raise a child. Exactly. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. It's also because we reduce parenthood to biology. Yeah. When it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be. It's all ego. Like, my mother is not my mother. Lusty Onyx is jumping in to say every kind of relationship is 100% valid. Uh, Lusty's added that. Lusty's going to be one of my panelists for the next Wednesday show as well. So shout out to Lusty. Woo! Woo! Hi, Lusty. To add to to that comment that it takes a village to raise a child, actually, biologically, since humans started to walk in two legs, since we became bipeds, is that the word? Yep. Yep. Uh, women's hips uh, became wider, so babies are born uh, a lot faster. And human babies are, are born a lot faster. You can see that human babies, when they're born, they're not fully formed. Against like a horse baby that is born, and within two or three days, they're already running around and fully mm. functional. Uh, human baby is not. Just... Yeah. And a human baby is not fully functional until they're like a year, a year and a half old when they start being able to actually start to do things. And that's why humans started to make societies, make villages, because then everybody could protect the babies Mm -hmm. because they couldn't, they wouldn't be able to protect themselves. Now we have a, a number of anonymous questions that are are, are piling up here as well. Should we we get to the the anonymous questions? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, running along the bottom, it says to donate to the channel. There's the link tree uh, slash Paul Ash. That's my manager. You, if you donate to that, then you can actually, uh, all the money will be divided among all the performers that you're seeing on the show. So whatever's donated in the next 48 hours, uh, the first click on that is buy me a drink. So the cost of a drink or the cost of 10 would be great if you could donate that. Uh, and uh, so the first question here, we start at the bottom, is uh, what's the difference between polyamory and open relationships? Uh, just, uh, who? Th- this is a softball question. You, who's going to oh. take that? Uh, Winona, you're you're yeah, taking bro. that. We haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. So m- my experience um with the difference between uh my phone just went off are that um po- is that polyamory open so let me start again open relationships fall and polyamory fall under the non-monogamous umbrella polyamory polyamory is typically associated with having multiple relationships, like a primary, a secondary, a tertiary, what have you. And an open relationship is more associated with being, having a primary partner and everyone else that you see is just kind of a casual fling. Like it's not really like a developed relationship that you have with the person. Obviously that's up to interpretation. Like what is deep to someone else might be casual to someone else. And people are gonna disagree on this, but that's my take. There we are. Uh, anyone else want to add? Uh, that sounded fairly, yeah. uh, fairly solid answer to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone else, I guess we're all in, in agreement. Yep. Oh and wow, I, that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the next question that we have there is, what's the best? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know what? Of course. I, I, I get this question as the love doctor fairly <sighs> often. What's the best way to get away with cheating on my partner? And if I can, if I can just give a, a quick answer on that. Uh, it's simple. Be an asshole. 
That's all it is. If you want to get away with cheating on your partner, then be an asshole, because that's what you're going to be if you're cheating on a partner. Uh, sorry, mic drop moment. I don't want to drop it. It's very expensive, and I don't want to <laughs> replace it. And then the rest of the show, I'm here, and no one can hear me, and I'll just yeah. like some kind of muppet out of control. Yeah. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is, uh, does anyone have anything to add to that? It's just uh... no. It was pretty complete. Oh, for me. next. Yeah. What are they expecting us to answer? Perfect. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Maybe have that, that is actually that is actually a good question. What did they expect us to say? I think what they expected us to say is, well, in an open relationship, you can have sex, and in the other relationship, you have to love the other person. But then again. <laughs> Sorry, just to take the the sentence of a very cool songwriter. What is love? You know, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. So yeah, I, I, I would still like that song if I hadn't seen those lyrics written down on fifteen million fucking cards. Oh, oh Jesus! So so many people think they're clever. <laughs> Sending that into me as a, um, a, a good question, and that's why I had to pull it. <laughs> something up real quick yeah. which is that like you like non-monogamy does not mean not cheating you can cheat when you're in an open relationship oh yes oh yes who has something to add to that because i, I want to open this discussion up like when when you're in an open relationship what is cheating to you guys do you want an example because i could give you a concrete one yes i have please. a lot i have I, some too <laughs> i spoke about it last time but basically my ex made out with my best friend in front of me when we're at a party and i'm like okay that's like one territory that like you don't go with there okay like you, don't you make have... out with my friends because i want to make out with your friends too but you'd be mad if i did it so basically <laughs> yeah but you you just to be clear you had established rules ahead of time that that was no one that yeah. you both mutually knew yeah. yeah 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 so that's like crossed a boundary yeah it's all about not respecting a boundary that was set and was like agreed upon. I mean, um, I've been cheated on and it wasn't, it wasn't even about sex. It was more of a, one of the boundaries that I had with uh, my ex is that I just wanted to kept being kept informed of what's going on. Like, I don't mind not having a word. I just need to know. And I need to know from you. But the thing is I kept knowing stuff from other people. So it's like, well, this was a bar. This is what a, this was a boundary. This was a rule that you completely disregarded many times. <laughs> so that could also be considered as cheating. I mean, and even monogamous relationship, I've heard people say, if you have feelings for that person, I don't know if you, I don't care if you talk to him. If you have feelings, you're cheating, because yeah. that's that's and the. the, the that's rule the that was set. Yeah, there's some people who in monogamous relationships. If you watch porn, yeah, you're cheating. And uh, it's okay if that's yeah. the rule that you guys have. Yeah. That, if, that everyone agrees to. No, another thing with that open relationships to, is, yeah. is is uh, with an open relationship <laughs> is protection. Uh, mm, making yes. sure that that you're using protection that that is very clear because you may have been tested. You and your partner have been tested, and you're being you know in that section that that is the safety that you have between each other that you have trust that if they go outside that relationship they have to use protection as well to mm -hmm. limit any chance. Uh, I mean, there's no guarantee that they can't get uh, a disease of some sort, an STI, etc. cetera, uh, but you reduce the chance. All right, uh, is that a hand up, Cherry? Yeah. 
All right. I just wanted to add that we're we're talking about about a lot about uh, polyamorous in the sexual sense. Um, yes. Where was I going? I just forgot what my. I, I specified all, all uh, the relationship, but, but it but the the fact that we're talking about uh, that's I remember now. Um, there's a lot of misconception that open relationships or polyamory is for the sake of having sex with yes. a bunch of other people. There's a lot of misconception about that as well. And that is not necessarily the case. Mm -mm. Just because you are in a polyamorous relationships, like Kinky Karma already said, uh, like it may not have any sex yeah. intercourse at all. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of misconception about that as well. And uh, nah, it's, yeah. Not, yeah. it's not really true. It's not necessarily true. Yeah, and, you could and be asexual also... and still be polyamorous. You don't have to be yeah. uh, omnisexual to be polyamorous. Yeah. And uh, you, you had your hand up as well, Delilah. Yeah, but I forgot my question. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come cheers. Back. I think we all need cheers. We haven't done cheers Let us know in your comments, at least, if you're not going to ask cheers. a question, let us know what you're drinking. So, Slanche. What is everyone drinking? Oh. We haven't is gone. It, oh. <laughs> Why not? Are we? Uh, we're not drinking the same thing. I, I, I've got these people who aren't sponsoring me, but you know, it's. They should. Uh, they, they should. Well, actually, the people that I want to have sponsoring me is Kinky Karma's <laughs> drinking them right now. Uh, so there we are with the Madison nice. Park. Nice. Uh, is uh, is that? What, what, uh, yes, it's the breakfast one, and it's so good. It, it, it tastes like iced tea. <laughs> There we are. Oh, I, I was I bringing that up to show the bottle. There we are. We got the bottles up. Uh, the whole garden from Wild Delilah. Uh, we, we've got uh, the, the, there we go, the Amarula uh, with Cherry Top. Uh, the Madison Park breakfast gin because it's got tea in it. Oh, uh, so what is that? Oh, it's a mud shake. Oh my goodness. I haven't had that since I was 12. Oh, <laughs> last time I threw up too much. With the wine, so no more wine. All right, and there's it's boo. Was that was that uh, full when you started? No, it was uh, half full. Half full. <laughs> All right. Uh, Evelyn is saying, okay, so if you are invited to a dress-up function such as a wedding, how do you decide who are you bringing as your plus one? Uh, just ask if you can bring two. Yeah, yeah, and it depends on it depends on it depends on the structure of your relationship. Like for example, um, for the sake of my mental health, um, I have not explain to my mom what my uh status of relationship is mainly because my mom is a haitian woman and i do not want to deal with that so <laughs> <laughs> she only knows that i have one partner and my partner is max and he's the one that's gonna be my plus one period period end of story and it's the same <laughs> with max's family but i remember my other partner uh, before we broke up, uh, it was actually a thruple, which was great. And uh, we both, me and Max, went to her Christmas function and she introduced us. So it really depends on who, how you're structured in your relationship and how your environment is going to take it, basically. And if you want to have to deal with that. All right. And uh, just uh, some of the comments coming in. Uh, Lusty Onyx is saying cheers to you. So I'm having another sip with that. Cheers to you, Lusty. Cheers. Mm. Salty. Salute. Uh, uh, the mighty M1 is drinking Snapple because they're a wild man. Just, is just... it still? Is it still there? I thought it died in my childhood. Snapple, no, Snapple still exists. Snapple. It still exists. Uh, Lusty Onyx is is uh I drink, I'm drinking homemade sex on the beach, which I never understood because I've been to beaches. You don't sex have on sex the on it. 
No, don't send it everywhere. You get, you, get, you, get a, you get sand in places you don't need, you didn't even know sand could get in. Unless you're doing a into, especially you're places doing, wet. As long as unless you're doing a casual blowjob like normal with like nah, nah. And then you have a security guard flashing a flashlight in your face as you're <laughs> getting pounded behind. <laughs> Not sexy. Zero out of that's ten. The, no, but that's the thrill of it. That's the thrill. No, no. I'm oh. there on my fucking hands and knees and this flashlight in my face. Uh, the, I, the I, love, I love the thrill of it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, the, I am thinking karma for some for now. <laughs> The Mighty M1 is having a blast. Please, if you are enjoying the show, make sure you hit the like button. Think about hitting subscribe. There's a number of different shows that happen on this, but the Love Doctor uh, live stream happens every Wednesday. This is a special episode with all these fantastic people. We've been, holy fuck, we've been we've been at this for over an hour already. For Let's, an hour. We're, we're, and we, we haven't we, answered all the anonymous we, questions. We, and I, the, we still have more anonymous questions to go to. Let's go. Uh, I, can, I, can I ask for more questions? Me too. Yes, please. Can, I, uh, have it. Uh, can you put me on the big screen? <laughs> oh, look at that! Those eyebrows. Just... Oh. Hello. <laughs> How are you tonight? Oh, oh wow. Hi. <laughs> Please go to slide.io and ask your burning questions. <laughs> Type Oof. in. Typing harder. Harder. Oh, yes. This feels Thank very you. intimate. All I That's know, all point. I hope is that the kids is that okay? are. Is that okay? It was perfect. <laughs> well, I, I, some people are probably going to log off now because they're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to stay for cuddle time. Stay, definitely stay for the cuddle time. Stay for the it's, cuddle. It's not, Orgasms are not uh, the fucking end of everything. I Come, just for the wish people... yes. Come for the pleasure, stay for the cuddles. <laughs> there is after. There is such thing as aftercare. Yes. Definitely aftercare. I hate cuddles. For everyone. <laughs> no. <I'm laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Kaya hates cuddles. I hate uh, cuddling like people. Like no, uh, no. I hate Sweaty cuddling before. Men. Right. No I don't worries. mind cuddling after. <laughs> I am like, a cuddle whore. Uh, me too. All of your cuddles. After. Yeah. Action. Action Before, first, cuddle after. after. During, just cuddle <laughs> just, me. Mm. If only if I'm the big spoon. Because when I'm in the little spoon, I'm like, ugh. I don't I care. I, I, I don't I, care. I, I, I want to feel someone on me. <laughs> I, I I have been cuddled by a small woman before, like been the little spoon for a small woman before, and it feels like I'm carrying a backpack. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's not a bad backpack. thing, but it's you know it's I feel like I should be running through the jungles of Dagobah, and, <laughs> and explaining why they should you know open mm. themselves up to the force, which could be sexy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, I used to say that I hated cuddles. Oh, sorry. Aww. It's okay. No, 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 no. You used to. You used to say that. So, what is that? What has changed? Yeah. Um, I well, I used to be really afraid of cuddles because it would like open up my heart a little bit more, and I was afraid of falling for some people because then they can so easily break your heart, and I was afraid of being vulnerable. And I guess I equate cuddling with vulnerability. And now I feel a lot more confident in who I am. Um, and a lot more secure. So vulnerability for me is like a strength as opposed to something to be scared of. I that's agree. So I agree. About what, that's Cheers. why I don't like cuddles. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. 
<laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, we, we, oh, you know what? Cherry Top knew how to do that. I don't know who's going to make the next plea for for uh, a question because we got some coming in. Uh, the next well, question. I got on, me. <laughs> the next question is: How many lovers is too many lovers? And they 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 they're marking that as a serious question. And we are it's here about education. First finger I saw go up is the fantastic Miss Kinky Karma. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> so, um, how many lovers is too many lovers? It depends on your your bandwidth of time. And the reason why I'm saying that I've learned it the hard way is unfortunately um, the last very strong relationship where I was extremely vulnerable to couldn't, among other things, uh, understand that. And it's when you realize that you cannot give as much attention as either you would like or your other partners would like, that's when you need to make a choice. Or as they deserve. And, or as they deserve. Well, usually when you ask, when they ask, and when you feel that you, they need more, that means that they deserve it. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it also gives that you also have the responsibility as the other person to voice your concern about the attention that you want. So if you feel and if you see that you cannot, that's when you have your limit, and that's where you have to be completely honest with all parties involved. Um, because a lot of if you don't, um, a lot of insecurity will happen, and a lot of hurt will happen, whether you see it or not, whether you care or not. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's really much of a bandwidth of time and it's really something that you need to be extremely mindful of because, um, I still have scars today. <laughs> well, Nona, yeah, anything to I add? Mean, you elaborated it perfectly, but I was basically going to say when you can't fit, when you can't fit them into your schedule or when it's difficult to fit people into your schedule, because like, uh, Kinky said, time is a limited resource that you know, we only have 24 hours in a day. We don't have all the time that we want to be like with all the people that we want. So time management is actually a really important skill in successful polyamory. So mm. if you want to have a lot of partners, you've got to know how to like have a calendar and like keep track of time and like be honest <laughs> with how much time you have. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. The Google Calendar is real, guys. Google, shared <laughs> Google Calendars are a yes. lifesaver. What would we do without them? Exactly. But it's not because that you share the calendar that you get to, like, uh, book your partner. And, yes. you know, remember when I was talking about power dynamics? This is a power dynamics right there. Privilege, yeah. Couple privilege. Check it. Again, every if you if you cannot give the time that, that a partner deserves, then you don't deserve that partner. Uh, Best probably way to put it. Uh, Delilah, you had something to add? Or no? I have right. so many questions. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, I'm just Sorry, I think a I'm couple. lagging a little bit. All right. Uh, the Mighty yeah, M1 sorry, had said that. <laughs> or Lily <I'm> issue. <laughs> uh, or the Mighty M1 has said that orgasms can be fun when done in groups of more than one. They, they can be fun in solo groups as well. Don't don't knock <laughs> masturbation, the mighty M1. Uh, Jimmy Fool is saying, cuddle time is precious. Intimacy comes from more than just sex. Amen to that. I, 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 I'm not complete, uh, completely a demisexual, but I, I have strong demisexual tendencies. Uh, and uh, I would definitely go with that. Having that intimacy, intimacy and caring uh, is something I need. Uh, in a relationship. So even if it's just casual time with someone. 
Uh, all right. If I just made everyone shut up. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't. No, that's not even all right. I have oh, a question. Go. If yes. we're taking questions. We're taking questions. I have a question for Miss Kinky Karma. Yep. So you were talking about this thruple that you had with yep. um, your main partner and this other woman. Yep. So my question is twofold. The first mm -hmm. part is, um, was there a power struggle in that dynamic because you had had such a longer relationship with your primary um, when the other woman came into the picture was there like a sense that there was a different dynamic there or that you know you didn't treat both of them equally or weigh them on the same scale or something like that and the second part of my question is when it ended did it have to end for all of you at the same time or was there a possibility that one side of it would continue and not another okay uh oddly enough my thruple the way it started is that uh, in the beginning she was one of my very very closest friends that was also the 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 partner of my boyfriend so she was my metamor and things kind of evolved and that's how we ended up having a relationship so we became a thruple because well i had my partner uh, i had Pixu. i had um <laughs> i had my little fire starter i'll name her like that and i was me so that's how this thruple happened um oddly enough i had a power dynamic that went bad but it wasn't for that it was for another relationship and if you like we could get to on that later the reason why it ended actually has nothing to do with uh, Pixu, which is my partner so they were able to continue on with their relationship i'm still friends with her i mean we bought a we bought a house together so <laughs> the the relationship was great the reason why actually it ended is because unfortunately um, we didn't have, we didn't see eye to eye on um, how and where we wanted our relationship to go. Um, so that's what happened. So there wasn't any power struggles. And the main thing about this struggle and the main thing that I loved about it is that we were able to talk about everything. If ever I had any insecurities, I knew that it was okay for me to go talk to her about it. If she had some, it was okay for me to talk to it. She was able to talk to me about it. Um, the power struggle that I had actually was with another uh, partner that I had that was single. And then what happened is that this other partner came around and I think she felt very insecure about her role and her place in his relationship. And that created a power struggle and a power dynamic because since I was already in a primary relationship, I couldn't give him what she was able to give him. And initially I'm okay and that's what I want. I want both of them to be happy, but unfortunately, exactly compersion but where it came toxic is that i felt that she did everything she could in order to break my relationship and to uh put a lot of toxicity in it so in the end i had to break it off for my own mental health and uh yeah it, unfortunately we ended up not speaking and it's not because i'm angry it's just well i mean there's so much hurt i can take um but yeah actually so that's where, that's why my word of warning came is be careful when you have single people or when you have other people that are already in relationship with one person that is extremely insecure um, mm. because you can get hurt. And it's not something I wish for anyone. When communication is uneven, self-care is very important as I would say even more important than aftercare. Mm -hmm. So self-care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, self aftercare. And I also want to do a nice shout out to Winona because she was there and she held the fort while it happened. Yes, I, I, I actually Sorry. forgot 
until you brought it up and I was like oh yeah I remember this I it, it was, I was hard to see you go through so much hurt yeah. and I actually really want to say thank you for being there for me when I had when you were there and how you were it was really nice so yeah there <laughs> thank you Cheers. I love, I, lo I love my Yay. friends, which I don't say a lot. So much love. I'm very scared to tell my friends I love them, but but I love hmm. you, Kinky. Drink. I love all of you for being here. Uh, I'm having a drink, yeah. Swansea. Cheers. Well, I don't. <laughs> all right. This next question. This next question. I, I'm, I want to. I want to have first shot at. So yeah. I'm just going to put myself in in the big box as we bring it up. The next question is. Does polyamory mean threesomes or moresomes or one lover at a time? Yes. Yes. That's the exact yes. right answer. Yes. The more the merrier. <laughs> it, it, it question, I'm sorry. But wait. The, the, the question was, does polyamory mean threesomes or moresomes or one lover at a time? All of, All of the above. But polyamory <laughs> is a very specific <laughs> word, isn't it? Wouldn't uh, polyamory be when there's feelings involved, there's love, right? So you're loving more than one person. The word amory is in there, but then you have polygamy and gammy can be just sex and things like that without love and affection, right? So we have to make that distinction as well. But then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw your curveball, Walder Lala. What's love? What do you consider love? that's coming out he's <laughs> saying uh the mighty m1 welcome by the way for the first time seeing the show thank you for sticking yeah. around uh they got to go they want to do a shout out to all the panelists especially delilah Aww. so the Deli delilah is, is getting uh a little bit of extra love from <laughs> the mighty m1 so <laughs> new fans are born Come back soon. yes yes, yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, just I, follow see me right, on the I have it. There it is. Uh, <laughs> on the gram, wild Delilah mm -hmm. on Instagram. We, at the end of the show, we're, we're going to cycle through these with everybody's uh, picture as well, uh, so we we all can see. Uh, yeah, it, it, the thing is, you can actually have polyamory without even having sex. Yeah, absolutely. Polyamory is about love or loving, being in love with multiple people, and and yeah. giving that much of your heart to multiple people, mm -hmm. uh, and that does not necessarily. Include sex doesn't exclude it, but no. it doesn't always include sex. And again, what's love? What's the difference between the love that you have for your friends versus your partner? I mean, again, it's like asking a mom who has like five kids, which kids do you like the most? That's so true. Oh my god. Yeah. Love know, if you asked my parents, they would have had one to pick. No, but I mean, if you ask, if you, of course, if you ask my mom, she's going to say, hands down, my brother, because he's still living with her and he's dealing with her 24-7. And I, I am the prodigal daughter that just ran away when I could. But <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that she loves me any less. And she, she just loves us differently. So that's why she can't really choose. Uh, uh, Delilah's patiently got her hand up. Let, let's, let's hear the question. <laughs> yeah, I think the question, what is love? I think we are stunted in English to describe love in multiple different ways when we look at other cultures like um, in German or in Japanese you can have 50 different words for the word love and one love means a relationship with your family or with your brother or with your sister or with your parent or with a best friend you know there's so many different types of love so when we're talking about love being the cornerstone of polyamory it can't just be love there there probably has to be a different um, attachment to it that we just don't have in the English language. Mm 
Yep. It's just not part of our culture to describe love in so many different ways. Yeah. And language determines your worldview. So whatever. So I guess the real question is, what is love to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is why for me, learning the word compersion. To me specifically or to people? Oh, no, people. To (laughs) the the general public. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I never knew that compersion was that. I was always, I mean, my motto was always, I want, I want my, for me, love is me making sure that you're happy, even if I'm not there. If. If, uh, if I know that you're happy and you're happier with me without me in it, it's okay. Because I mean, as, and it doesn't take away the fact that it, hurt, it hurts like a hell and I'm probably gonna drink all the wine I can find and perhaps vodka, but <laughs> I think I know that you're happy. So it kind of like takes away a bit of the, of the pain. It's actually so interesting to say that. There's like I no ego conversation. there. Yeah, I had this conversation with my ex and we were together and I told him like, I feel like I love you so much that if you met someone who made you happier than I make you, I mean, obviously I'd be hurt, but like, if, if that's the best decision for you. That, that's that's like, a great example ahead, of conversion. Yeah. So great. yeah, I was like, I love you. And then he's like, well, I wouldn't want you to go with someone else because I'm selfishly in love with you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, okay. In, in my definition, it felt like he didn't love me then. Mm-hmm. It's like it felt like he was he saw me more as a possession. Mm-hmm. So I don't Which know. I find it super interesting that you said that. But it's also a a, a matter of possessiveness because mm-hmm. it's a I red mean, flag. It's not actually. It's not a possessiveness. It's more of a sense of self. Uh, and I I've learned that through all my <laughs> numerous fails is a sense of self is he sees a part of him in you and your relationship. So by saying that, hey, you'd be happy without me and I'd be okay, it's like it's like I'm not gonna be me completely. That's yeah. so interesting because I read about that in one of my classes that relationships hurt when they end because it's a feeling that you lose the self in the other. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you understand that's so much more in polyamory because again, you're not, the only girlfriend it's like yeah Ch- cherry was saying it's definitely a, a red flag at any point that, that somebody flag. somebody uh gets it gets that jealous and, and, and again for me it was like the thing is i i just called it dating when i i started out dating multiple people i called it dating because it felt right i had fun i was completely clear with everybody that i was dating other people uh and it was it was cool uh and then you know when i i was one person you know kind of singled themselves out and they said well no monogamy is the only way i do that i went oh okay because that's what society tells you to do and that's Mm -hmm. what i went into and i eventually began to feel miserable because i had feelings for other people Mm -hmm. that i didn't i could not act on or i could not express uh Mm -hmm. and and the thing is learning the word compersion like uh, with oh that explains what i felt yeah Uh, Yeah. and being able and now having that word to 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 uh, understand it and to explain uh it just it makes it so much better so much easier but it makes yeah. you so vulnerable i find because again yes. i mean i'm scared sometimes to feel conversion and to feel vulnerable enough to feel it again because as much as it's so great but it can bring so much pain when it when it does end so it's, it's really like a bittersweet pill that it's like uh, i don't know <laughs> Well, like, I feel that way about jealousy. Like, anytime Mm -hmm. I get jealous about my partner's partners, like, like, instead of, like, 
feeling angry because I'm jealous, I feel scared because it means that I, I feel hurt and that I'm vulnerable enough to be open with this person. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes that manifests into spite and sometimes that manifests into like, oh, you shouldn't be feeling this way and like really derogatory self-talk. But like, I think, you know, as we've been discussing, it takes a lot of work to get to a place where you can allow yourself to feel jealousy and accept it. And learn to mold it in a way that doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. Like, accepting it as a natural part of you mm-hmm. and realizing that it's because you're scared and because you want you want love. You want friendship. Mm-hmm. You want um, connection. Um, and I think it's easy to use jealousy as a tool to push people away. But I think true success and true happiness happens when you experience all those negative feelings and you love anyway. You know, yeah. like you love in the face of spite and in the face of jealousy and in the face of hating yourself, because what's what's better than that? Like, truly, like what's better than loving your fellow peers? In yeah. All, in all respects. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shari, you had a finger up for a good while. Yeah, I was um, I forgot. I'm getting drunk. Sorry. It's all um, good. We're all getting drunk. The, the part of the part of. The part of jealousy, uh, maybe I'm stepping mm-hmm. back to what we mentioned before already. As long as it doesn't get to that unhealthy part of possessiveness, possessiveness and obsessiveness about your partner, uh, maybe this is just the way I see it, but jealousy is a lot more about you mm-hmm. and the work that you that you have to do internally. And it's okay to feel it. It's like you want to be cared for as well. You want your partner to see you as well. But that doesn't mean because you want your partner to see you, you have the right to tell them you're not allowed to look at anybody else. Yeah. I think I there have... is a there is a level of like healthy jealousy. I love you, but and I also want to be cared for. And it gets to being unhealthy once you start to dictate what the other person or people can or cannot do because you want that attention for yourself. I have a question, actually, Cherry. Um, Do you think that the balance between, uh, like me saying that jealousy is kind of like a flashlight telling you, yo, what's up, you need to check your engine, and your version of jealousy is very dependent on the person's self, uh, the person's uh, power of introspection? Like someone who cannot really, doesn't necessarily do a lot of introspection about themselves or doesn't self-reflect might always look into jealousy as something that is possessive because he wouldn't want to check in to see what's up with him and it's always about someone else versus someone that's like okay well i'm self i'm more self-conscious i'm gonna check up on it do you think do i make sense or (laughs) i i think i got two different questions in there i got it mixed up but i kind of think i know what you're meaning it's like (laughs) Do I think that jealousy is the person being aware of themselves or making it about others? Is that kind that, of your question? Well, jealousy turning into possessiveness. Is it the reason why it turns into possessiveness is because that person cannot self-reflect? Do you think? Could be. I mean, there, there can definitely be a lot of nuances in there to why someone would become possessive about somebody else. Is it an insecurity on themselves? Is it... Uh, an inability to look at themselves. Like those are already two Mm -hmm. different reasons. So there can be a lot of different reasons. Um, 
I can say I, I already I started the episode saying that I am going through divorce. Yeah. My monogamous um ish. Um <laughs> monogamish. Married monogamish. Monogamish. Yeah, you already see the red flag in there. My yeah. monogamish uh marriage. Oh, I love that. I'm coining that term. Because my ex became very possessive of myself. Mm-hmm. Um and um and I'm not gonna go into more details than I need mm-hmm. to go in there because then that becomes my personal life and yeah. you're not here for my personal therapy. Well, not uh, now, but, but I mean, you can always, you can always zoom but, in. <laughs> but, uh, but he became very possessive of myself and I'm too much of a bitch to be controlled that way. That's another part of it. Um, and at one point he was just like, the, and there was also the fact that he could do things and but I was not allowed to do Mm-hmm. the same things and i'm like well this doesn't work you allow yourself to see other people but you you say i cannot do yeah. the same like, power dynamic was is so, it is it like kind of like a, a a one penis policy but like am i really seeing a one penis policy one no penis it was policy. it was full disclosure okay. it was like it was more <laughs> like he was a, he was allowed to be a he was allowed to be a whore and i was not Exactly. That's it. A, a one penis policy. Okay. For people who doesn't know what. Pe- yeah, but it was his own penis. So. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I'm actually seeing the. Oh my god. Sorry. But it's like his pen. Uh, his penis was allowed to go around, and mine was not. So it didn't okay. work. So, anyway, so that's possessiveness. For the people that was that possessiveness. Yeah, yeah, it is. My my penis was just for him. Exactly. Not for anybody else, but his yeah. penis was for everybody else. Yeah. And but I was like, well, it doesn't really work that way. So. Would you, were you, would you, and you that was and have going, back, going back to your question, that wasn't in a, the way I see it from where I stand on my now failed marriage, I can call it, uh, is it was really an inability of my ex to introspect and see where his insecurities were about that. Hmm. There was, there was one conversation in the, 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 the time that we were together where he actually pointed out that we couldn't be in an open or polyamorous relationship because for him having sex with somebody else meant he would fall in love with that other person mm-hmm. and he didn't want to not love me he didn't want to start loving somebody else and then he would yeah. lose interest in me so it was a bit of an it was an insecurity issue he he managed to call it out on himself once in the whole time that we were together but then again, this is not all about me, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. But I'll do a, a uh, you know, yeah, go. Yeah. I'll do a small uh, parenthesis. Uh, the concept of one penis policy, because I think yeah. I see some um, interrogation points. Basically, what it means is that it's again uh, heterosexual guy, um, bisexual girl. The guy could have any women that he wants there's no problem yes, with the women yes. and the woman can only uh, can also have women but only women she can only have the same sex as her mm-hmm. she cannot there, there cannot be another cock in the rooster basically um and it's wrong in so many ways and it fills right. in the fantasy of uh you know the lesbian fantasy where the two girls are on the guy and it's wrong and it's bad and uh yeah again red flag etc yes <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we, we have... Uh, um, I just want to also point out... Yep. Go ahead. 
just uh, in terms of Cherry Top, you mentioned that you had a failed marriage. I just want to mention that it's not a failed marriage. It is a successful marriage. It is just not supposed to last your lifetime, and that's okay. It is a memory it's, bubble that you can always you. cherish and learn thank from, you. and so it's a success. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Thank you. That is actually very true. Um, thank you for, for correcting me. I just I just say failed in the sense that it ended. That's all. But it, divorce divorce now does feel finished. like a failure at time. Mm. Yeah, but but it's but true. I it's... do I do I do cherish the good. We had good times while it lasted, and I do oh. try to hang on to those. It's just in the That's end, beautiful. it was meant to be. Look, and it's it a memory bubble. Yeah. All right, we we still have questions. Okay, it's next. always going to be Ooh. this floating bubble. <laughs> Questions. Yes. Let's go. So, uh, Cheers. Uh, yeah. Cheers. I think I think Cheers. we're going to be heading into two hours. Uh, so the next question is, as all burlesque performers, I you know I, I share a burlesque stage, but I'm not sure if I'm actually considered burlesque. Yes, you uh, are. As, yeah, you are. All yeah. burlesque performers. Does your relate? I have great respect for burlesque, but I my I I haven't put on a pair of pasties yet. Um, you should do it. Well, yeah. burlesque is a variety show. You participate in a variety show, so you're exactly. a burlesker. There, I said it. All right, I've it's been I've been done. adopted. Uh, <laughs> as all burlesque performers, does your relationship ever influence your burlesque creation process in any way? Uh, the, the anonymous question is signed off by Lusty Onyx. Uh, I, I'm I'm just as a quick throwout. A lot of this is because I'm old and I've I've actually this is stuff I've experienced and that's where a lot of my answers come from, uh, from my appear uh, from from what I've read as well as from what I've experienced, uh, and uh, we're gonna now go to uh, Winona. Yeah, so that's actually a good question because I just remembered when I was monogamous. Um, so for reference, I want to get married at some point in my life. Um, I don't know if when I decide to get married, if I'll be monogamous or if I'll still be open or polyamorous or what have you. Side note, you can be married and still be polyamorous. Um, <laughs> and, but when I was, but it's important because a lot of people hear married and you think can. monogamous. You can. Yeah, you, you can. can. Um, you can. And it's great. I tried. When I was monogamous, I was working on a number of like, of, of like a bride number because I thought it would be really fun to play out a bride fantasy on stage. Um, and then my breakup happened and like, we were open by this point. Um, but I kind of just, you know, when your heart, when your heart's broken, you're not really thinking about the fantasy of like true love and all these things and like the fairy tale stuff. So that act's been in my closet for some time, but now that I'm bringing it up, I'm like, Ooh, I might have to bring that out again. I might have to bring it back to life. Cause that was, that made me, it was really fun to think of like a wedding fantasy. You don't see a lot of, uh, a lot of the bride numbers in burlesque generally are very subversive, subversive, which I love. But sometimes you just want to play to the fantasy. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of Disney burlesque. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the the number of uh, Bon Bon Bombay. She did a, a number. Oh where yes, she... yes. <laughs> that, that that actually was part of the uh, uh, of the 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 telethon that was done for Arabesque Burlesque. Really? They, they aired that, that one. Oh. Uh, yeah, with the or it was that wasn't the that wasn't Wizard of Oz. That was Disney, wasn't it? No, it's not. It's she she comes in and her her husband is a skeleton. Oh, all right. No, that's a different one. Oh no, I'm Bon 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 Bay. No, sorry, I was thinking Lady Josephine. Yeah, no. It's not yeah, the no, same I'm one. Not, I'm very much. I'm no. I'm just now all confused. It's her I think it was the big. Yeah. yeah. Dis, I, I, it was the big Disney esque. Mm -hmm dress that that she was wearing that was being wielded no, that's Lady but Josephine. yeah yeah i know it's Lady josephine i've corrected myself 
Yeah, no, right. it's uh, Bon Bon Bombay. It's uh, if you ever get to see that number, when I think you'd like it. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? There's a good chance I've seen it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shame. Shamed. Oh. I am. I am shamed. I am. Uh, I'm a little bit tipsy, but it's fine. Uh, all right. Are we ready for another question? Or is there more comments on that one? Mm. All right. We're we're going to the next question. Uh, and this, I saw this question come in, and I was not happy. Uh, does being a poly man make you a cuck? No. <laughs> uh, there we go. We got a. Uh, we got unless a very... it's for kink. Yeah, unless you're into <laughs> it, but it's not the default. Exactly. <laughs> so we just became an ASMR uh, channel. As, uh, thank you, everyone, for, for watching. I was now like, creeped out by all the whispering. Uh, oh, and chewing from Cherry Top. <laughs> um, do you guys want to just to, like mention what cuck is for those people who might not know? Oh, right. I, I think cuck is probably one of the greatest insults uh, that the, all the, the Trumpites like to say to people. Or yeah, a bit more liberal. Do, do you want to explain? Uh, go ahead, hon. <laughs> so I, was, I was asking a love doctor if he wanted oh, to yeah. explain, because I know he's explained it before. All right. I, I, I don't think I've actually explained it before. Uh, uh, but a, a cuck is somebody who gets off on, on watching other people uh, have sex with their partner that supposedly should be monogamous. Uh, I think that is part of the, the fantasy of the cuck. Um, I don't have a lot of knowledge. So they enjoy what, it. I think. Yeah. They, they, so, they, they would have enjoy it for it to be called a cuck. So here's the I thing. I know that cucks, Go ahead. cucks are usually ahead. associated with men who are married to women uh, and the wife is getting fucked by traditionally a more attractive, more masculine man. And the point of cucking is that the man watching his wife get fucked gets off on like the degradation of him not being man enough. That's the long version, mm -hmm. um, but it's pro it's much more varied than that. And I'm not a married man, so I can't really speak to the. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds there, like a good is, deal there is to a reverse me, with the cuck queen <laughs> as well. Yes, women yeah. can be cucks too. Oh, I'm definitely a cuck. <laughs> What's wrong with being a cuck? If it's an anonymous sixty-nine. As Kinky said, as Kinky Karma said, if it's their kink. It's your kink. Have fun. Exactly. Hey, I had to. But if it's not your kink, it's not, it's not, it's not a, um, automatic equivalency. I think that's what the the person who asked the question was hmm. was thinking. Does that make it an automatic equivalency? And yeah. it's not. And paddling back to a comment I made earlier, uh, people who think that because you're in an open relationship or you're polyamorous, that that automatically means all the orgies you can get. Not necessarily. Yeah. Nope. It can be a phase. It, it can, can be a phase. It can be a phase for baby pollies where they're like, yep. "Oh my god, I can go!" And they they they, go. they they pollinate. <laughs> <laughs> that's hashtag. That's literally clever. how it's called, by the way. Uh, when a baby poly understands and gets to explore themselves as poly, they pollinate. So they go they go everywhere. They pollinate basically. Um, and it's normal and it's okay. Um, and it's a phase that not necessarily everybody goes through. It's kind of like puberty. Uh, everybody goes through that phase differently. The, the, this equipment is for more than just peeing. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> puberty. You're telling me that I can have a relationship with more than one people? Let me see how many people At I can fit with my agenda. Time? <laughs> yeah. All at once. 
<laughs> but no, it doesn't necessarily mean all the orgies you can take all the time. Yeah. You you can totally just be having sex with multiple people, but at separate times. Yeah. I would be very tired if it was the Yeah, like it's, it's sex is good, but it is a workout. Let's remember. Yeah, but that's good when it's your only workout. <laughs> like at my age, I'm just glad to get the cardio. Uh <laughs> All right, we, we we've got uh we we've we've got a couple questions have come in and I know uh we've been on for over two hours, uh so we should, should I ask for rest more so questions? We might, might, no, no, uh, maybe we should be doing this again uh yeah. in, in, in a, a month or two. Uh, so here he is. Uh, the the question is, I jumped in late. I don't know if this has been asked, but what's the difference between an open relationship and poly? Uh, I think it has been a bit covered, but does somebody have a nice succinct answer? Uh, open relationship and uh, you can have a poly relationship and an open relationship, but it's not mutually exclusive. Uh, an open relationship basically means that you could have different relationships with different people. Polyamory involves love. Yeah, like polyamory <laughs> is like full on relationships with multiple people, open relationships, your emotional relationship relationships, and everything else is like icing on the cake. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, emotional. That is exactly. Term. So, Which, you, uh, yeah. so when and, we say poly, we automatically Sorry, love you what? cut. Sorry. Your 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 sound cut. Yeah, my I think I'm lagging pretty bad. Um whenever we say poly, people just assume that we mean polyamory because my first instinct is not to jump to love, it would just jump to sex, right? Would be would be mm -hmm. more polygamy. Open. Exactly. Well, well actually po polygamy wanna... is, is marrying multiple people. Yeah. Polyamory is loving multiple people. Uh I don't know what poly sex would be. Poly And open well, is as open relationship. If you open wanna, relationship, yeah. It, it's like if you want to put it to the simplest expression okay. ever, open relationship means sex. And uh, polyamory doesn't means not Love. necessarily only sex. Or Love. It doesn't have to Rel like, sex, Okay, emotions. Like As in an open relationship, you have your main relationship, but you have sex with other people on the side. Polyamory, you have relationship with. Well, with... you can still have a primary and be in an open in the primary yeah. in a polyamory also, relationship. Yeah. That's the thing is that the the <laughs> the main the main takeaway and the main difference is the love component. Usually, in an the open relationship, yeah, that's the, what I meant. An open relationship will include that there's not necessarily love that is involved, whereas a polyamory with the other people yeah. there will be, um, because I mean you can have a poly a poly relationship where there is it's very hierarchical that there's like the, the the person with whom you spend like decades with and then other than that you have other relationship it doesn't stop them it doesn't stop you from loving them it doesn't stop them from loving you but you're still sharing a mortgage with number one so she's the one that's gonna be there you know yes uh, and uh, the the uh, oh uh, the person realized they said oh Mar it's been asked sorry uh, I'll be on time next time. And that definitely means that we're going to be having the next time. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, we, we have uh, we have an, another question has come in, but uh, I just saw Delilah's hand flick up. Uh, so Delilah, you've got the big window. So you get. <laughs> well, don't be late next time. Oh, <laughs> well, that sounds like somebody was going to earn a spanking, which uh, I don't think is going to slow them down. Uh, <laughs> Where is? Where, I'll be okay. sure to be late next time then. 
damn it i'm all too Bad old girl. uh <laughs> all right uh dear poly panel mm. here's this question uh do you ever quit a relationship i think this might be our last question unless something comes in while we're answering this one mm -hmm. uh do you ever quit a relationship because you thought that you would not be good enough for the other person or not giving enough to this partner Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I, I have i have done that uh we got thumbs up it, like that's not a hypothetical for me uh cherry top it's not a hypothetical for you uh no it's it's uh, for for kinky karma it's not a hypothetical kaya or or uh winona is that uh, a true thing that's that's done or just a hypothetical true it's not a hypothetical <laughs> yeah it's a true thing it's not a hypothetical um i mean i broke up with my last partner not because we were in an open relationship but just because i couldn't give him what he wanted we wanted different things and i could not be i couldn't i wasn't at a place where i could be the girlfriend anymore like i just yeah i had deviated too much and i had decided that it was best that we part ways on pleasant on a pleasant note rather than deteriorate mm -hmm. yeah honestly yeah with one of my exes um, too i actually found like uh, this is i don't know it was so stupid but i was all like oh well i'm too dumb for him I'm too this and I'm too ugly and I'm too trashy and blah, 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 blah. So then I was like, no, I think you deserve better. So I left him. I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's quite the same thing. Mm -mm. Uh, I, I don't. That, that's, that's more about self-doubt rather than uh, like for me, I, I, there, there's two people that I, I, I broke up with because I didn't feel I was good for their life. Like one of those people was giving me the red flags of being very possessive. And then the other one, I felt like I was going to hold back their potential. Mm. Uh, and yep. I, I, I was still in love with both people, but I saw myself as, as uh, an anchor to both. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it was just a detrimental kind of situation. That's why I felt that I need to break up. Both were fucking angry with me. Mm. Uh, uh, but that, that's, that's what i had to do because because we had communicated uh, several times about things in the relationship and i realized that what they wanted what they were expecting or thinking they were getting from me was not what they were getting uh and it, it was just too much work to try to to fake or keep up to their expectations but it was also as much as i cared for them i saw them as doing better than mm -hmm. i'm doing uh, and i'm not saying superficially better but like they had much more relationship potential uh, than spending time with me would give them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you, you leave people sometimes when you really love them because you think mm -hmm. you're doing them a favor. I, I left my, 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 uh, my last partner out of love because I felt that I, it's not that I wasn't good enough, but the level of pain and anxiety and negativity that I, my mere presence happened because at that point we couldn't even see each other uh, was too much. And I really thought that in the end, he'd just be better off with, without me in order for him to pursue the other relationship that he had because I, I was a trigger and it was not something that was going away. And I don't think that she wanted it to get it away. So I kind of bit the bullet and got off actually. Yeah. 
All right, we're, we're about to end, but if you've been watching this and enjoying it, please remember to like. If you're watching on the replay, hit subscribe because this is going to happen again. Uh, and also, the Love Doctor is every Wednesday. We do have a comment that came in at the end, and we definitely, I, wa I want to put it up. I think it was uh, kind of relates to the last thing that while Delilah said. So the comment said, Oh, yes, ma'am, Delilah. <laughs> So, so somebody, so somebody uh, has a, a, a little bit of a fan. There it is. So it's big <laughs> enough for everyone to read. Oh, yes, ma'am, Delilah. Uh, I have been uh, the love doctor. Let me see if I can line all of this up properly. Uh, but we have the fantastic uh, wild Delilah. Her Instagram is there at the bottom. We have uh, the amazing uh, cherry top, the cherry top on Instagram. Uh, we have uh, the fantastic uh winona j fox on instagram uh it's right underneath there winona j fox uh we have the fabulous kaya coco uh who is uh, just an amazing human being we're so happy uh that she is here and has joined us uh where's where'd you go there i all right there there it is all right uh miss kinky karma i couldn't find it right away uh miss kinky karma there's a dot between the miss and the kinky karma on instagram uh i have been uh well me uh the love doctor is 1969 on instagram uh so all of you can see how fucking old i am uh that is you were born on the best year <laughs> yeah, it's, I was the, uh, born on the air that they put a man on the moon, and if you said they faked it, you fuck off. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, six and nine was always a great number. Mm. It, oh, it's a fabulous yeah. number. <laughs> God, it's making it's my mouth water. It's an overrated You know, your parents really had fun. Double, go back after. <laughs> well, if, if, if all they did was 69, then I wouldn't exist. <laughs> uh, so there we are. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of an oops baby. Uh, Kaya Coco is saying a 69 is overrated. Uh, you need, if you are ever, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to lay one little piece of advice to, to everybody out there. If you're doing a 69, make sure your partner knows how to multitask because the shittiest thing that can happen during a 69 is when you're getting close and you want to really kind of, you muscle into doing what you love to do uh, to, to kind of please your partner while you're being pleased. And then they have to stop. They have to go hold it. No, I, I've, I've got to concentrate on my own feelings right now. Fuck you! Fuck you! Time. Like, no, that's this, actually, this, that's this, a game that, that I like to play. Yeah, it's a game you like to play? Uh, yeah. It's, I, I'm, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to, to have me zerbert. That's, I know. That's the, I just, <laughs> all right, I made cherry top break. There we are. Uh, this has it's been. a very nice game to play. <laughs> Uh, for prolonging it, yes. All right, for prolonging it, yes. This has been uh, this has been the polysode of the Love Doctor live stream. I am the Love Doctor. With me is this fantastic panel. Just their names again: Wild Delilah, Cherry Top, Winona, Winona J Fox, Kaya Coco, and the fabulous Miss Kiki Karma. I love you all, but I'm a bit of a slut. Good night. We all are.